Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, hey, y'all. One thing I do want to do is it is Veterans Day today. So if we have in the veteran, any veterans in the house, will you stand up, please, so that we can honor you? We've got Chris Wills in the back. Awesome. Look at all these guys. Awesome. Yes. We honor you guys today. We're grateful for your service, and we realize that we would not be free without you. So thank you so much that you dedicated part of your life to that. We, we truly do honor you. Well, y'all, thanks for being at No Limits today, the best place to be on a Sunday morning. I'm not giving the message today. He kind of gave you a little preview there, but it's actually our founding pastor, also my dad, Mark Young. He's a little bit different than me, so you guys know this if you were here earlier, but he is a founding pastor. He led the first 10 years of our church, and I always like to let everybody know we wouldn't be where we are today without this guy, and I think it's so cool that he sticks around and, and still serves here at church, even though I've been lead pastor for... A couple of years, two and a half years now, and, and he's still here. I didn't run him off yet, so that's a good sign, right? <laughs> but do I, I definitely wouldn't be here without him, right? <clears throat> so he uh, was letting me know that since we only let him speak twice a year now, he's got quite the message for us. So y'all get ready. Dad, go ahead and come on up. Let's honor him today. <laughs> awesome. Well, yesterday was my birthday, those of you who don't know it. Now, I do accept late presents, by the way. I'm glad that wasn't the message down there on the floor. I do accept late presents, but I did get a couple. Uh, where are they? I'll trade you this for this. These are, these are messages from the past, by the way. I got a bag of Cheetos from Brindley and Taylor. A bag of Cheetos, man. When's the last time you got a bag of Cheetos, Coonrod? No, you didn't. But then, Carrie, who was out of town today, got me a Snickers. A big one because it's cut right in half. Now, the thing about this Snickers is, is I've owed somebody a Snickers for the past month. And by now, I think you can guess who it is. So I am sacrificing this Snickers to you. Come up here. This is yours. Oh, thanks. Because I love you. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Even though it's not an almond Snickers, it'll have to do, and I don't want to hear anything else about it. Okay. <laughs> I was in Coweta this week. Everybody know what Coweta is? Coweta. I was in Coweta working, and... and uh, got to turn this around. I was in Kuwaita working and there was this horse. It's actually a mule. Where are you going? Decided to give... It was actually a mule. I thought he was getting ready to take back over or something. <laughs> show me. I'll show you. You just go sit down. Well, I was at this house anyway. Back to, what, back to my story. There was this, this mule. I thought it was a horse because I didn't know any difference. Anyway... There's this mule, and he was in this pasture. And it just so happened that I was going to have to pass through this pasture with my tractor. And so I text the owner, because he had already left, and I text the owner, I said, hey, is it safe to open this gate? Because will this, will this horse just take off? He said, oh, no, I forgot all about the horse. 
or the mule. He said, just go out there, pet him a little bit, go out there, get a leash, get a, get a lead rope, and put it around his neck and take him over to, the, to a post and tie him up. I, look, I am not a horse person. I can't even do that to a dog. My dog, I can't. So anyway, I'm out here and I'm thinking, I'm going, okay, I think I can do this. So sure enough, sure, as soon as I open the gate, this mule comes running towards the gate because he wants to go out the gate because they feed him outside for some reason. So he's going out the, you know, so I shut the gate real quick and I've got this, this leash with me. It was a, it's actually a tie-down strap from my truck, right? And, and as <laughs> I was carrying this tie-down strap as a leash, and I was going, here, horsey, horsey, come here, come here. Here, horsey, horsey, here, horsey, horsey. And as soon as I put that leash up like this, he took off. And so I tried it again. You know, I kind of backed off. I tried it again. I said, here, horsey, here, come here, come here. And as soon as I lifted that leash up, he took off again. I did, he did. He just ran off. And so I was going to try it one more time. So I just kind of backed up and looked around, you know, like this. And I turned around, he, here he come. As soon as I would, you know, take the leash down, he'd come back. See, then I turned around real quick, and he'd run off again. So you know what I did? I chased him. <laughs> I did. I was the only one out there. Nobody saw me. Nobody knew it until now. I chased him. I chased him all the way to the corner of the pasture, and I'm going. And that horse looks at me, and he goes, and he's just bucking at me. I'm just staring going, I, I am not doing this. I am not doing I said, Lord, is there a lesson in this? And he said, why, yes, there is. So anyway, I, call, I text the owner and I said, man, this horse does not like me. He said, well, first of all, it's a mule. And second of all, he is pretty feisty, isn't he? <laughs> L-O-L-O-L. -O -L. So I had to go all the way around the pasture to get to where I was going, all the way around it. Well, what's the moral to that story? Take the long way around. <laughs> Take the long way home. No, that's not it, but that's pretty good. You know, sometimes the Lord wants to lead us places, and as soon as it gets a little difficult, or it looks like we're going to be tied up a little bit, we tend to run. I'm talking to, my, I'm talking to myself here. And so he'll, you know, he'll, he'll tell us, you know, my way's better because you could run off and get run over, right? And so he comes up and he tries to pull us back a little bit, take, take the reins a little bit, guide us a little bit, and we run off again. And then about the third or fourth time that he tries, because he'll always come back and try, he'll try to bring us back and then we'll start bucking and kicking even though he puts us in a corner sometimes, so we'll listen. Well, still, we don't want to. We don't want to listen. How many of you have ever been there? I mean, the past few months has put a lot of us there. And I told, I, I told the guys, this, this is not a political message, but I, and I told the guys that today, this morning, because it's not. But I'm telling you, the past few months has been... Uh, so difficult on so many people because we tended to put our own likes and things above what God has already had for us. I, I don't know if you realize it or not, but God's not surprised by any of this. Nothing. He's not surprised by any of it. And the other thing is, is you'll search through the Bible, God can work through anybody. 
And so the thing about it is, folks, is God told me, it just, I mean, I was get, I've been getting up at 5.30 every morning talking to God all week because I was really pretty mad at him. <laughs> Don't stand there and tell me that you weren't mad at him. I was thinking, you know, God, what? You don't really don't know what you're doing, do you? I think I'm going to have to show you some things. He said, no, I'm getting ready to show you some stuff, though. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning, we had a pretty good talk two or three times. 2 o'clock in the morning, he woke me up and said, get back up. You're still, you've still got problems. He said, you know, if, if the church, if Christians would actually take all this as really what I told, how I told them to, you wouldn't be in the predicament and the mess you were in right now. Because the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies. It doesn't tell them to call, us, to, to call them names. The Bible tells us to actually love our enemies. He doesn't tell us to tell, to tell everybody on Facebook that we hate them. And so we have put ourselves in the predicament we are in right now. And he said, I want you to give, talk a little bit to Sunday about power and authority. Am I going to have to change mics? Turn that one off, Brian. Power and authority, because there are two, there are two different words, right? Two different meanings, and I have never given this message before because he gave it to me this week, and I believe it's for each and every person in this room, including the one up here on stage. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you right now that every word that is said up here on this behind this pulpit will change those that need to be changed. Will Father, will we'll give us a new attitude. If we need to change our attitude, Father, I pray that everything I say comes from your Spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 7. How many of you have your Bibles in here? Actually, on your phone. Okay. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. There you go. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Give a big shout when you're ready. Okay. I'm either going to have to have a towel or you're going to have to turn the air down. Because I am hot up here like it. So let me go find me a paper. Go. Hey, you know what? The best thing about this week is, is I'm going to be related to Jason tomorrow. Isn't that great? He's going to be my grandpa. Okay, now this is Jesus talking because we're looking at red letters here, right? This is Jesus talking and we're talk- we, we all know this story about building your house on the rock, right? Building your house on solid rock. Building your house on a solid foundation. So let's go ahead and read it. Therefore, and I'm reading from the New King James here. I don't know what, what they've got up on the screen, but it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them... Thank you, sir. And does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. Everybody say, founded Founded. on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. Everybody say foolish man. Who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, 
and beat that house all to pieces. I added a few things in there, by the way. And it fell, and great. Well, thank you. Man, I've got all kinds of people. Yeah, thank you, sir. And it fell, and great was the fall. Now, that's a great story, isn't it? But that's not what the lesson today is about. It's about this next verse. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished of his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. There's a lot of smarter people than me. Sometimes known as scribes. Be quiet, Charlene. I didn't even have to look at you. There's a lot of smarter, smarter people than me, but for some reason, Jesus had authority not as the scribes. Not as the scribes. So it goes to show me is that you can have power in your words, with no authority. Let me take a drink here just for a minute. Hold on. Oh, okay. Sit down up there and I'll just knock that over. How can you have authority and no power? Let me ask you this. How can you have power and no authority? Can you? Two different words. Let's talk about power for a minute. Because what you're going to do when you're studying through the Bible, you're going to see these two words. And a lot of times, if you don't study, sometimes it says power, but it means authority. So when you're studying through the Bible and you see the word power, make sure you know where it's coming from, because sometimes it means authority, and it means a whole different thing. But the way they sometimes interpret things on the particular kind of Bible that you may be using they use the wrong English word. Okay? Let me just, I just wanted to throw that in there. Let's talk about a power. power. Who knows the Greek word for power? What? Dunamis. God's power. Nobody knows that song. Dunamis. Come on, Sandy. You're old enough to know that. What are you laughing for? Dunamis, God's power. Do you know when dunamis or God's power was used more in the Bible than any other time? For miracles. Yes. Uh, I'm talking about miracles. I'm not talking about somebody that had a cut on their arm and it abscessed and somebody, would you please pray for my arm? No, I'm talking about somebody who didn't have an arm at all. Well, Mark, that doesn't work anymore in this century. Shut up. It does too. We've just allowed it not to. Dunamis, God's power. God's power. Jody, you got to know that song. All right, go home and look it up. And then sing it next Sunday with Cade up here on stage. Now, God's power was used whenever he would lay hands on somebody or whenever he would speak on somebody and they would need to grow an arm. They would need to grow a leg. They would need to grow. They, they were blind from birth and he would... Perform miracles. God's 
power. It's all over the Bible, and he gives us, you look in Acts chapter 2, he gives the church power. Let's just keep talking about power here for a minute. Can you have power without authority? Authority, who knows the Greek word for authority? Exousia. Exousia, am I saying that right, the redneck way? You guys are looking at me like, you don't know what you're talking about. Exousia, God's authority. He also gave us authority. But see, God's authority is a lot more than God's power. Not, don't, don't let me say that, you know, God's power is not great. Boy, it is, but authority is more important than power. Let me prove it right now. There was a fellow by the name of Sam Kinneman. Anybody remember this guy? He was about as loud as me, but real short and real wide, and he was a comedian. Just like you. Yeah, look just like you too. Sam Kinneman, anybody remember? Yeah. Did you know he was born again? Did you know that guy had had the biggest potty mouth ever? And he began to, when he got popular, he swayed away from God's ways. He just said, no, that's not where the money is. So he, he got away from the Lord and he began to do his own thing because, that's what, man, that's where the money was. And so everything that he did blasphemed God. I mean, ne- nearly, I can't see everything, but nearly everything he said blasphemed God. Go look him up. He was real loud. He, ah! you, know, you know, he just went on and on and on. Guys, do you really, does anybody remember him? You guys are looking, yeah. He, wasn't he, loud? he was loud and screamed all the time, didn't he? This guy had power. You want to know what? He would go to a bar. He would sit at the bar and he could speak over people in the bar. It got to where he got so drunk in the bars. The power that God gave him, he began to abuse. He would speak over people in the bars telling them what was going to happen to them. How their life was going. And it wasn't good. He used God's power and turned it around because he didn't understand God's authority. You see, he, he had God's power, but he had no authority. Okay, let's, just, let's do another one here for a minute. Have you ever seen a preacher that, ooh, he was so good? And he was so good looking. Sounds just like me, but it's not. I'm not talking about myself. He was so good. He was so good looking. He was so vibrant up here on stage. And he could always say the right thing. And he could always make the women swoon over him. I just love my pastor. I just love him. I just think he's the greatest thing. There's pastors like this now, today. They have that power that God has given them to stand up on stage and give the word through what they have, but they don't know their authority, and so therefore it perverts. It gets perverted. 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 Right? All right. That I got you all figured out on that one. Let's talk about authority. Exousia. Power is a gift. 
from God. He gives it to people. You know, you can, you can actually have God's power and you can be far away from God just like Sam Kinnaman was and you can keep that power and you can abuse that power. Many preachers get away from God and they get back up here on stage and they can just shout and then they'll go get off on stage and go have affairs with two or three different women. Guys, I'm not saying anything that you don't already know. But authority is relationship-based. I can get up here on stage, man, and I can, really, I can just really turn it loose. I can scream at you all and shout at you all. That's, that, that's kind of my trademark. I, I, I told the Lord a long time ago, there ain't nobody going to sleep while I'm preaching. Nobody. That's what I said. And I've kept to my word. I don't think he, well, Jody's might have slept a couple of times. But anyway, authority. That's what you get when you're up here on the front row. Authority is by relationship. Exousia. Jesus spoke with authority. That means he not only had power, he had authority. That means when he spoke, you knew something was going on. You knew something was when he spoke, things moved. Things happened. When somebody has authority and they speak, things begin to happen. They just don't stand up here and shout and do all that and then go home. Things begin to happen. God begins to move. The Holy Spirit begins to move. Guys, we forgot about authority in the church. We've been so concerned about power. Oh, it's just great to have that power. Oh, it's great to have God's power. Oh, no, it's even greater to have authority. Knowing that the person that's standing up here, knowing that you, when you go home, and you have problems with your children, has anybody had a parent that just had that great authority about them? My dad was pretty special. <laughs> he was. He used to come here years ago, if you guys remember that. Some of you. When he was younger, oh my goodness. Dad whooped me one time. And look how good I came out. One time. Mom whooped me all the time. Even though she says she can't remember. She did. Dad whooped me one time because mom told him to. Dad did not have to do anything but say a few words out of his mouth. I was scared of my dad. I was afraid of what he would do, yet he never did anything. All he would have to say is, don't do that. And I would rear back, and he had some authority over me like nobody else. I mean, he, didn't, he knew he didn't have to. He had that authority about him for most of his life. I was still just a little bit scared of him before he died. Because I would go down there and he would just let me have it. Mark, what do you think about this? And what do you think? You know, he just had that authority. And it was till the very last days of his life where that authority began to change from him to me. Took all those, took all those years. But dad had an authority about him. Do you know what I'm talking about now? You've got, you see those people and they have that authority when they speak. You know when they speak that something's happening. Something's going to happen. As church, we have forgot about our authority, folks. Kate's been talking about it 
on and on and on saying, we need to bring this back. We need to bring the things of God back. During the days of the charismatic movement, there's only a few of us that are in here that were around during the charismatic movement. Tim and Darla, Gayla, Gina, me, no, you weren't. Sandy, not very many. No, you weren't either. <laughs> Jody, the charismatic movement brought a lot of power to the church, but not very much authority. And that's why it pretty much died. It brought a lot of craziness to the church. It brought a lot of stuff that never should have happened. But destiny was probably there at the very end of it. You remember? You remember the charismatic movement? It brought a lot of stuff into the church, man. Oh, it was great. Boy, the power of God leave. We ran and we jumped. I am free to run. I'm free to dance. And we are. But we got a little bit of craziness going on because we thought that's what church is. You know what? When you have authority, you don't have to yell and scream a stinking thing. You realize that? When you got a pastor that stands up here with authority, he doesn't have to yell and scream. Because what he says, you just know. You just sense it in your heart that he's got the authority to say so. Well, a lot of times authority is used in the Bible when they pray over the sick. When they, when they prayed over the sick, when things, when things needed to change, not, not so much miracles, but when things needed to change in the church, they took authority over those things and things began to happen. We need to be taking authority right now. Yeah, power's great, folks, but we need to be taking exousia. We need to be taking authority. Okay, I'm going to end here in just a minute. Well, I can always go home with you. Ah, uh, man. Go all the way back here. We need to bring miracles back to church. This is what the Lord gave me this morning. We need to bring the laying on of hands back to church. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. The dumb will talk. Legs will grow. Arms will grow. Demons will tremble because you use your authority to cast out demons and they need to be cast out. Still happens, folks. We've been hung up on power for so long that we've forgotten about God's authority. Stop trying to move in the authority of God. I'm sorry. Stop trying to move in the power of God without authority. Guys, we've got to have a relationship with God before the church can seriously do what it needs to do. We've got to have authority at home before we can do seriously what needs to happen at home. Guys, let, let me just be the old Mark here for a minute, okay? Some of you, you can't even get your kids up to come to church. You can't. 
because you don't have enough authority at home to get them out of bed. You mad at me yet? Some of you can't even get your spouse to come to church because there's not enough authority in the home for both of you to come to church at the same time. Am I all right, darling? Guys, we've got to begin to take authority. We have grown so lax in church that we just come to church and we think, well, it's just going to be great to see Tim play on the guitar. It's the greatest thing to see, see him play. Get it, man. I'm going down there going, yeah, yeah. The only rock concert I can go to is Tim. But it's even more than that, you see, because when Tim plays the guitar, you know he's got the authority to do so because you can tell that he's got that confidence in himself. I was looking at Coonrod this morning. I was going, oh, my goodness. Coonrod has some authority this morning. He's going boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom, ba boom, 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 ba boom, ba boom, boom, and I'm thinking, whoa! It was just like that. I told you I was going to end. Without authority, the church has no voice. We can have power, but if we don't bring authority back into the church, we have folks. We have no voice in every whatever we're doing. There are so listen, it doesn't matter what kind of building we have. It doesn't matter how full the building is. Without God's authority, we have nothing. We have nothing. There are so many churches out there without authority right now. And we're doing nothing. We're just meeting. But see, those who still believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, don't you talk about that. Those who still believe in the speaking of tongues, don't you talk about that. Because that might offend somebody. Well, you just go right ahead and get offended. Because it took me a long time to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, I suffered through it. I fought God through it. And you know what? The more you fight God, the less authority you have. And I fought God and fought God about... Don't you make me speak in tongues. Don't you make me do that. He didn't. Can't make me. I said, okay, Lord, whatever you have for me is what I'm going to take. And I was probably the meanest speaking tongues person you ever saw. Maybe one of them. Because I suffered through really trying to figure out, God, this is what you have for me. It's better it's a much better plan than what I have for myself. Just like the past week. God's plan has never faltered. It's never failed. It's been right on track ever since from the very beginning. Do you realize that whatever happens in the next few weeks is what God's plan was? And God told me, you know, when I was arguing with him this week, he said, I want you to start praying for the president-elect. I said, no, I no. Now, and I want you to start praying for that vice president. I know. And I want you to start praying for Nancy Pelosi. And I said, that's gone too far right there. <laughs> Guys, whoever's in leadership is who we're supposed to be praying for. As a matter of fact, let's just do it right now. Come on, stand up with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for Joe Biden right now.
Father, our president-elect, that, Father, if he does become president, that we just lift him up right now. Father, if you need to change some things in his life, in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit will just intervene. Joe Biden will, if it, Father, if he is not born again, Father, we pray those in front of him that need to be around him that he will be born again in no time at all. Father, we pray for Kamala Harris right now, the same for her. Father, we thank you. Tim, come on. You got to be saying, you, you're wanting to say something down there. Go ahead. Amen. Father, we just thank you right now that you're going to move in the White House like you never have before. Father, if we end up with, with Trump still as president, Father, I pray that you just touch him so much, Father, that he's just going to be overwhelmed by the power of God. Father, he's going to be overwhelmed with those who stood by him this whole time. But, Father, we know that whatever happens in the White House in the next month and a half was because you put them there because that's what your word says. You put them there, and, Father, we lift them up right now. Father, we love them with all of our heart. Father, we know that you are in control of this country. But, Father, more than anything right now, I pray for the church. I'm not talking about just this church, Father. I'm talking about the entire family. Father, I'm, talk, I'm praying for the church right now that we lift up instead of talking and bickering and backbiting and everything else that we've been doing for the past several months. Father, we have just, we are destroying ourselves and blaming everybody else. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray love upon the church. Father, we don't have to agree with somebody to love them. Father, we just pray that, that the people will come up from your very church and take authority. The pastors will take authority. Father, I pray authority upon my own pastor right now. Put your hand out towards him. Father, we pray authority upon him right now. May his relationship with you get stronger every day. Father, fill him with the Spirit every day. Father, let him speak in tongues every day. Pray in the Spirit, Father. The stronger he becomes, the stronger this church becomes. Father, I pray when he comes up here on stage that he has the boldness of the Holy Spirit, that he doesn't worry about what anybody else says, about what anybody else does. He's going to get up on stage and he's going to speak boldness back to his church. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Come on, let's just praise him right now. Father, we just praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now that arms are going to grow out in this church. Somebody comes in this, in this building and they need an arm, it's going to grow. Somebody comes in this building and they need a leg, it's going to grow. Father, I pray if somebody blind comes in this church that they're going to see. This is not something that can't happen now. It's something that should be happening now. Father, I pray that anybody that's in a demonic state comes in this place those demons have got to go. If there's anybody with a demon in this place right now, that demon has to go. In Jesus' name, that demon cannot be here. Father, we thank you right now that you are in control of this place. We are not. We are not. This is your church. This is your building. This is not our building. This is your building. Father, right now, we pray, we 
Pray for the authority for the relationship of every person in this room to come stronger to you. We, we quit watching the television. We need to quit watching. We get off of Facebook if we need to get off. We get off the internet if we need to get off. In Jesus' name right now, I pray that pornography, that demonic pornography thing that's going on in this room right now, in Jesus' name, it is gone. It's gone. Father, I pray for that relationship with that husband and wife right now as it needs to be closer in you. Father, in Jesus' name, that it's happening right now. Father, I pray for that mother that's praying for her child right now to be healed in Jesus' name that we stand with her. That that child is being healed right now. There's nothing greater, there's nothing stronger than your authority. Father, I pray for that child that's out of church right now that you can't get him up out of bed. I pray for that child right now that the Spirit of God is moving upon that child's heart. Father, we thank you that you're moving on that child right now. That child is laying there right now wondering what's going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that miracles never cease in your church. Father, we repent of everything that we've been doing that does not belong to you. We repent of everything that we've said that we should have never said. Father, we thank you right now that you're moving in this place. Your spirit is moving in this place and healing is taking place all over. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just pray for our, our worship leader, Dylan and Samantha, as they get married tomorrow, that they see the greatest thing that's going to happen in that place. <laughs> Father, we just, just stretch your hand towards them right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray blessing and blessing upon them. Father, the children that are coming from this, yes, the children that are coming from this will be blessed in the church and out of the church and be blessed with their grandparents. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that Jason is finally going to be a grandparent. Amen. The gray hairs have finally become about to the wisdom that he has. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, that everything that you're doing in this church, Father, we bless the entire uh, uh, worship team. Father, bless the entire worship team. Bless, bless Tim and Darla right now, Father. Just We lift them up and their marriage become even stronger than what it is right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for Candace that she's come back. Father, I know she's not here, but we just bless her right now. Bless her, Father. Bless her, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we pray for Coonrod and Shalina right now that they're... they're relationship becomes stronger and stronger in you and they see the strength in marriage. Father, I pray for their children right now. Father, I see a strength come out of their children. The strength come out of their children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, I'm about done. Praise you, Father. Father, I just give you the glory and the honor for what you're getting ready to do. Father, we stand with you right now on whatever your decision is, is what we stand, not ours. So we thank you, Father. We give you the glory and the honor of what you're 
getting ready to do, what you've already done, but what you're getting ready to do in this country, this country is going to see the greatest revival it has ever seen. It's coming. And I pray this in Jesus' name, with your authority and your power. And all the people said, Amen. 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 Before you sit down, go ahead and like find somebody, give them a hug. Tell them how much you love them. You can go ahead and take a seat. We've got just a few more things to take care of this morning before we leave. I want to give you an opportunity to sow some seed this morning. I believe that there's a great uh, financial harvest on the horizon for God's people. The Bible says in the end times there will be a great transference of wealth, but to participate in that you have to sow seed. And how you sow seed is you give into your local church. So you guys know this. You guys are so generous. I don't even have to bring this up because we don't have any debt. Like, we don't ever struggle. I'm never telling you guys, we got to keep the electric on. Somebody please give. We've never been in that position because you guys are so generous. So I just want to thank you all for your generosity. Don't, don't let it go. Don't ever let it wane. Like, just dig in and, and be even more generous than you've ever been. If you're given today by cash or check, you can raise your hand for an offering envelope, and one of our ushers will bring that to you. Most of you guys give online. I do as well. You can give online anytime at nolimits.fyi. Thank you so much for joining us, and a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.